Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Check it out. One, two. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. I came a long way since back in the day. From a teenager trying to make it rap in this way. Every the time this goes in, two and a half to play. Penalty! For a four-point lead. Here it comes, and it bounces away off the upright and over. Kemara, can he get it in the right spot? Ball bouncing for the Chiefs. Rose lands it under touch, and the Chiefs win. Anyway, bold as Ellis goes full and straight in towards leg stump. I think an inside edge from Lockie Ferguson. And Ferguson goes, and is it shake hands time? But indeed it is shake hands time in the middle. And that means Australia have won here handsomely at Eden Park. Good morning. Welcome into the Enterprise Canterbury Sports Corner. Good to have your company this morning, 24th of February, 2024. Jeepers Creepers, the year is absolutely humming along there, isn't it? And despite it being summer, it's rugby season. So welcome to your rugby season here on the Enterprise Canterbury Sports Corner. I uh, appreciate Enterprise's support as always, the recruiting company, improving people's lives for over 50 years. Oh, Jeepers, as I say, it's rugby season and the Crusaders uh, are 0-1. Like we were last year. Do you remember this time last year when we'd just been flogged by the Chiefs down here and it was panic stations? I certainly do. This time, not so much. Uh, yes, yes, we did not get the chocolates last night. Does it really worry me? No, it doesn't. You know, I think you could actually make an argument that the 33-29 defeat really flattered the Chiefs and... I'd probably be a bit worried if I was the almighty Waikato Chiefs. Labelled as competition favourites, this is your year. And uh, look, a Crusaders team going up there and with a lot of inexperience, a lot of blokes playing their first game. Yes, some core members of that squad, but a new coaching setup. I think we'll be pretty happy with 33-29. Could have gone differently. We could have had it a little bit different. A couple of late mistakes, a very sluggish start, some poor kicking, some shoddy scramble D. But the fact that we've only got four points off them, I really do think that this context of the game flattered the Chiefs as well. So that was cool. And then what about the cricket? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. You could, like, it's just... It was too easy to knock them over for 174. We can't have nice things. We're not allowed to have nice things. What on earth has gone on at Eden Park last night? Devin Conway has hurt his thumb. He hasn't been able to bat. He's gone off for an x-ray. Apparently he's been cleared of any serious damage. But because of that, Mitchell Santon is batting at three as Rachin Ravindra was scratched with a knee injury before the game. And Will Young open with Finn Allen 
And all of a sudden, it's Mitch Santner and Glenn Phillips batting. And then it's Glenn Phillips and Mark Chapman batting. And then it's Glenn Phillips and Josh Clarkson batting. And uh, then the game's over. So, all out 102. It did feel a little bit like that uh, World Cup match at Eden Park, wasn't it? Didn't it? When we knocked Australia over for bugger all, then we had to get Kane to bail us out and, and hit that six just to, to get us over the line in the pool play in 2015. Well, no one was hitting a six to bail us out. We went 17 overs and scored 102 runs at Eden Park after Travis Head and the Australians were about 68 off five overs, maybe less. Um, staggering game of cricket. The bowlers did a hell of a job. I got to say, he's not a cantab, but Lockie Ferguson is bowling unbelievably fast at the moment. So that's what happened last night. Double eight, double three. Anyone watch the Crusaders want to chime in on that? I'd love to know. Uh, who Were you disappointed? Are you okay with it? Look, I'm glass half full, honestly. I, I think the scoreline flatters the Chiefs. It doesn't really faze me. Um, you don't want to come through on the Crusaders, though. Who did you like? I thought young Jamie Hanna, this big lock, full of energy, huge signs, big promise. George Bell, excellent. I thought Rivers Rayhana controlled the game as well as he could. And I thought he had moments. I think he'll grow into that role. I think that was really positive. He didn't lay an egg at all. No. Uh, it was nice to see Levi Omoa. He will get better and better as he feels more comfortable in our systems. Scott Barrett, just an absolute workhorse, an animal. Um, Tom Christie, much the same, just a workhorse. So I, I think, oh, Dom Gardner, very industrious. Shea Fihaki, kicking needed, needs to be scrubbed up, but that's all right. He had his moments as well. I think there's a lot to be really, really positive about. Several respect scoring tries. What about you? Double eight, double three. I tell you what, we're going to talk Crusaders later on with Rob Van Royen. Rob Van Royen. Um, he is the press and stuff's rugby writer. He would have been watching the game with a very watchful eye. I've, I've read his piece on stuff.co.nz already. So Rob Van Royen will come on the show at about quarter to eight. So we'll dissect that with him. Um, what else do we have? Well, as you would all know, it's been a pretty uh, weird old time down here, um, hasn't it, with these fires? And yeah, look, I wasn't on last weekend, and it was a bit of a shame because I would have loved to have been able to say, you know, I think of everyone up there on the Port Hills that again much had uh, had similar feelings where they had to evacuate their houses. They did about seven odd years ago. Not ideal. And I tell you, one of the unfortunate byproducts of it, Crankworks uh, Mount Downhill Mountain Biking. Well, they run these Crankworks events, which is just fantastic. They've done, they've done it in Rotorua for about 12 years now, I think. And that, this is like an international biking setup. And they bring here, they bring all their people, their setup, and they film it. Um, or, you know, you can watch it. It's, it's unbelievable. It's a really slick operation. And they were going to have the inaugural summer series event up there in the, the bike park, uh, in the adventure park here on the Port Hills. But unfortunately, Fortunately, unfortunately, that did not. Uh, they've had to call, pull plug on that because of the fire. It's kind of got into different parts of the adventure park again. Way less damage than last time. They think they're going to be able to open the adventure park around Easter, but it the, it means that this uh, crankworks event can't go ahead. Ariki Tribble is the GM and the the CEO of the event. I'm going to touch base with him just to see exactly why we can't run it and what their thought process is around that. So we'll talk to him in a wee bit. And I guess if you want to look forward, if you want to be eyes forward and you want to be 
um, you know, positive about the day. Even though the Smithies tipping Auckland, yes, Smithies tipping Auckland. We got the Ford Trophy final at Hagley Park today, don't we? Michael Rippon has been playing fantastic for Canary this year um, as an all-rounder, spinning it, uh, scoring runs, playing really good cricket. Well, I caught up with Michael Rippon. I've already spoken to him. He's fired up for a massive day out at Hagley. And remember the Super Smash final? Well, Auckland won it because it was rained off. Mongrels, respectfully. The weather gods. Can we not just catch a break? I think we might today. I can't believe Smithy's tipping Auckland. I don't know what that's about. I don't know what that's about. Maybe he's just trying to grate me. But I'm tipping Canterbury. I think we've got a very strong 11, and Michael Rippon will talk to us a little bit about that in just a moment. Here's a text from Mark Louie. I thought there were quite a few home team calls in the Crusaders game, and after that performance, the competition faves. I'm very happy with the mighty Crusaders. Mark, I totally agree. I would be a little bit nervous if I was the Chiefs, A, because Damien McKenzie's gone off. He also took a, a shot when Steve Reese scored his try. Go back and watch it. He took a shot in the first half. He, he made a tackle, Damien McKenzie. Very, very good try-saving tackle. Then Severy scored, and the camera kind of panned around, and he looked very dazed. He was kind of blinking, and I thought, uh-oh. But, um, yeah, I don't know if he got an HAA check or what went on there, but he was in the wars, as he always is. Jeez, good. He's such a good player, Damien McKenzie. And, um, so I'd be a bit worried if I were them, because he's had to go off there, and, and it definitely didn't run the same without him. You know, no one player makes a team, but I don't know if there'd be someone as important as a, to a Super Rugby team as Damien McKenzie to the Chiefs this year. That's dangerous territory, Mark, isn't it? And, um, yeah, look, I, I agree. I, I think that there was, you know, the momentum. I will say, I will give Hamilton this, and I'll give the Chiefs this. What a good crowd. Mark Robinson said ticket sales were on. Fair play. Fair play to you, uh, Mark, and all of the Chiefs region and the supporters because you turned up. So good on you. But, ooh, you are the, the big... The big scary Chiefs, the machine, the favourites, the hot pots. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you, you can't really judge any team off one week, but I, I think the Chiefs had to win that game. They were expected to win that game, and I just don't know if they really put the gauntlet down. Did they? Maybe they did. Nah, maybe not for me. Uh, I'm okay with where we're at. I think we're going to grow into the season. The Black Caps, I don't even want to talk about it anymore. Ten minutes past seven o'clock. Uh, this is the Enterprise Canterbury Sports Corner. What we're going to do, I'll go away, and when we come back, we're going to talk to Michael Ripon because we're going to win a t- title today. It's Title Town, after all, so you can't have Title Town if you don't have titles. That's the key to Title Town. Braden? That's the key to Title Town. Back soon. Check it out. One, two... Hey yo, hey yo, I came a long way. But if you close your eyes, does it almost feel like nothing changed? Well, it's been a typically industrious season, I'd say, for our Canterbury cricketers, especially on the men's side. They have um, done very good work across all three formats, been there or thereabouts, and had some really nice moments culminating in 
well, this weekend, a chance for silverware um, after the underwhelming finish of the T20 season with that uh, cheeky rain situation up at Eden Park, the rematch of the Ford Trophy here at Hagley, where obviously we're going to have a beautiful day because that's exactly what we get here in Christchurch. So to chat through that, we're going to speak to the equally as industrious as the team, Michael Rippon, who's been scoring runs and chipping in with wickets throughout the season as he tends to do. Very handy all round. Morning, Michael. How are you going? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, super, mate. And I'm, I'm stoked that yeah. you guys get to have another crack at the Aces because that, that, uh, the way the Super Smash ended was a very bit of taste for everybody. It wasn't quite right, was it? No, 100%. Um, you know, obviously the Super Smash final was very disappointing. And um, yeah, I suppose it's pretty cool that we get another shot against the Aces, but in, in the one-day format. And we've all been very sure to look at the weather forecast for the Saturday and it's looking like an absolute perler. That's exactly right. It just wasn't quite right. And I, I think that Auckland did the right thing by um, digging deep to get past the vaults midweek so they can come back and we can actually find out who's the better team in the white ball cricket this, this season. They have been going good, but so have you guys. And I've spoken to Cole a couple of times throughout the season. There's been some ebbs and flows. You've gone a couple of periods where you needed a result. And then every time you know he's asked you guys to find and you, you've wanted to find a, a, a couple of lengths, you've been able to do so. So... How would you kind of sum it all up as the white ball season comes to an end? Yeah, I don't know. You know, it's all about the momentum. And, you know, like in, in 2020 cricket and in one-day cricket, there's going to be those ebbs and flows. You know, I mean, we didn't start the one-day competition off too well. Um, I think we only got two wins in the first five games. But, um, yeah, we we found some rhythm um, throughout the back end of the T20 comp and we've managed to take it into the into the 50-over stuff. Um, you know, we've won every game so far in the back end. So, yeah, I suppose guys are just doing doing their jobs and we're chipping in. And, um, yeah, we've got a good sort of blueprint trying to stick to that. And, um, yeah, we'll be sure to do that again on Saturday. You really have come home with a, a wet sail, haven't you, especially in the Ford Trophy. You said something interesting there that I find quite quite curious. When you get momentum, because the way that these seasons overlap in our domestic structure, when you get a bit of momentum, especially in the two white ball formats and in the back end of the T20, can you really feel that, um, especially with the same core group of players mostly playing in the different formats, you can feel that carry through to the 50 over stuff? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, obviously 2020 is very intense. Um, <clears throat> you know, like, you know, batters are going to be coming at you and bowlers have to execute their skills. And um, I suppose 50 over cricket, I think 50 over cricket is a great format because it sort of requires you to have both skills, the skills of four-day cricket and the skills of 2020. So um, it also allows you to get it to get into the game and obviously allows players to do their skills for, for longer periods. So, um, <clears throat> you know, the 2020 is obviously great for bowlers to have to execute their skill under pressure and, you know, same for batters to try and navigate themselves through the misty areas, through the middle period and stuff like that. So, yeah, guys have just been been doing their roles really well and, um, <clears throat> yeah, I just found, just found some formats at the right time. I know that you had been going well, but I've just gone back and looked it up so I've got it right in front of me. One by eight wickets. Oh, there's a bit of duck with Lewis there at main power. Uh, 119 runs, pasted the aces up there. No result, but you scored a... 273 um, Mm. at Hagley against ND, pasted the Stags by 183, then pasted ND by eight wickets. Like, this is is some dominating form through February here. So the the spirits, I can only assume, must be high. Yeah, well, like Cole sort of, uh, uh, like you mentioned, um, 
you know, we, we always had a bit of bad bad luck with the weather in the first half yes. and throughout the season. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, like getting into this last game against Northern Districts when we were playing up at the Mounts last week, the table was so tight. I mean, we went in um, on the ladder at number one. And, you know, if results didn't go our way and if we lost in Northern Districts, then we would have ended up fourth. So um, it just shows how, how crucial those bonus points have actually been mm. um, for 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 us and yeah you know they have been pretty big pretty big wins which is yeah it's obviously you know it's very good signs um <clears throat> and yeah it's just it's just one more game that we've got to do on Saturday and you know whether it's by 150 or by five it doesn't matter I found that during the T20 stuff and I'm, I'm just looking at your recent scores through February here and in, in this when, when you've had a bat you've been really chipping in like not not major major scores, but you just from where you are in the in the order as well, Michael. You you're always contributing, uh, like consistency for you, and especially in your role. How big of a big of a thing is that? Yeah, it's key. You know, like in 2020, I'm not sure. I can't remember if I was batting six or seven, but um, yeah, you know, you're not going to be facing heaps of balls. You know, probably ten to fifteen per per game. So um, yeah, it's important just to you know try and contribute to to the team. I mean, I, I know I'm not in that role where you're going to be getting lots of you know fifties and seventies, but mm. You know, if I can get little contributions of 20 and 30 here and there, then, yeah, I feel like I'm doing 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 my job. Yeah, that's exactly right. And and, and that's, uh, you know, everybody's got to roll in the same direction. We can't have everybody trying to do the same thing. Um, you've had some young mm. guys through, especially the, the young attack. I mean, it must be so, so rewarding for you all to see Willow Rourke go to the next level and perform the way he did in Hamilton. Yeah, 100%. You know, he's a quality performer. And to be honest, none of us were really surprised by his performance in, in the test series. Um, and yeah, in the Canterbury side, you know, we've got a, a good blend of, of youth and and um, and senior players, or more seasoned, experienced yeah, players. You know, you've got the young guys like uh, Zach Folks has been really impressive for, mm-hmm. for me, just his ability to you know to shape the new ball, and you know he's an exceptional batter as well. Which um, you know he hasn't had as much opportunity as he would have liked, but definitely in the future years he's going to be climbing up the batting order. Um, another one for me is is Mitch Hay. Um, you know, quality BJ Jacobs. So, yeah, it's um, very exciting time for, for Canterbury cricket. And just a great mix, and you've got those guys that come back from international level, and and you know the, the likes of Tom and Henry. They've been chipping in with really big scores right throughout the different formats, haven't they? Which just must must be quite a. And I've said this to Cole as well. Like it seems like of all of the domestic setups, you guys have a really really good blend. Um, like it, and it must feel like that. You've got lots of different dudes at different stages of life, but when it kind of comes together as a cricket melting pot, it seems to work. The chemistry of the unit. Yeah, it does. You know, it's not all, also all, all about the games, you know, it's being around the training with them and you know, even if they're not playing, you know, you're able to rub shoulders with, with, with players that have had a lot of international experience. So, you know, and that rubs off on the, on the youngsters coming through and, and no one's ever too, too old to learn, you know. I mean, we're, we're always learning, you know, you're learning from, from the youngsters and, yeah, it, it really is a good blend um, that we've got in the squad at the moment and it's a very strong squad and, you know, it's unfortunate that, you know, there's a lot of really, really good players missing out. So whoever takes the new ball will be trying to swing one into Guppy's front pad, won't they? Because he was in some really good nick down south. Uh, him and Robbie O'Donnell both put up a hundred. So you got to get Martin gone pretty quick. Smart, I'd imagine, is probably the game plan. Yeah, hundred percent. He's obviously a world class player. Um, doesn't matter how we get him out. If he blows his front board or he gets caught. A deep fine leg doesn't matter. We'll just be happy to see the end of him. Yes. Um, and yeah, you know they've got a few players that are in in really good form. So yeah, look, it's it's going to be a really really um, good competitive game of cricket. I think so. 
Does does that look? You've played a lot of cricket for a lot of different teams, but do you do you got do you still feel the Canterbury versus Auckland thing? I mean, am I making this up? I, I know I'm not making this up because I'm a Cantab, but I love beating Auckland or anything. But you've played for a lot of different teams. Do you still still want to beat Auckland? Do you still when you throw on the red and black? Do you still feel a sense like we've got to beat the Jaffers? Oh, I mean, there hasn't been too much chat around it, you know. Um, yeah, it doesn't really matter who 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 we're playing, you know. It's um, obviously a final, and you know, it's two two very good teams there, and um, <clears throat> you know, obviously there's a little bit of uh, not sour blood, you know, with with what happened in the final. But um, yeah, look, we're obviously itching to get out there and put a really good performance, and hopefully lift lift the trophy at the end of the day. Michael, just leave all that make believe stuff to me. I'll do it all. I'll handle all that stuff. <laughs> I'll, I'll handle oh. all, all the uh, the feuding and the um. I'll get it stuck into a couple of Auckland fans um, before we <laughs> we see the first <laughs> first pull come down. Good luck, mate. You guys have had a, a really in, good. interesting season with a bunch of weather and uh, ebbs and flows that we talked about. So I hope you can uh, get a good result to end it all. Nice to chat. Thanks, thanks, mate. Catch you. Joining us now on SENZ Canterbury Sports Corner, uh, it was a mighty shame, wasn't it? And, um, you know, we're thinking of everyone, uh, the the whole fire emergency services department that managed to get up into the hills and um, are well, still up there really doing really, really important work uh, after those blazes uh, just over a week ago took control of that very dry area through the Christchurch uh, Port Hills and the Adventure Park. Um, man, it got out of hand pretty quickly, didn't it? And one of the sad byproducts of this is, unfortunately, they've had to cancel the 2024 Crankworks Summit Series event in the Port Hills. Um, the Christchurch Adventure Park was due to host him from March 1st to 3rd. It was going to bring visitors. Uh, the Crankworks team run a very slick organisation and product, so it would have been a massive, massive boost to the whole Adventure Park and Christchurch New Zealand and the tourism arm of the city. So that was really disappointing. Uh, the chief executive is Ariki Tibble, and he is with us here on the line just to explain a little bit of it because, um, yeah, it's a bit of a gut punch to everyone, and I'm sure your team, Ariki, would have felt that massively as well. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, our, our first uh, our first reaction was really for uh, all the Christchurch community and uh, all the people living on the Port Hills and the first responders who were who were in there nice and early. Um, you know, the, that they would be having to deal with all of this just a few years after the last time just seemed so unfair. So, you know, our first response was really just uh, focusing on on uh, on that and the impact for the local community. Um, but certainly, as the day sort of played out and uh, we were were hoping to uh, get a bit of a lay of the land and, and see um, what might be possible, and we were, were always optimistic in those times. But um, as it started to play out, and we could see that um, you know the opportunity for the event was uh, was closing as well. Um, you know, that was obviously really devastating and a, and a hard one to take. I suppose one of the the only glass half full um, things about it is it it's not like it got gutted like it did last time, which took a long time to get it back on its feet. It seems like they they're hoping to be able to open reopen again around Easter, but I imagine mm-hmm. for this specific event to go ahead, there were still hot spots or still little parts of the the kind of a venue that you couldn't guarantee were going to be completely back to running operationally. Just the turnaround was too tight. Is that about right? 
Yeah, it was a race against time in the end, wasn't it? The um, the number of internationals, the production team, and uh, athletes who uh, needed to make some very quick decisions about um, whether they were coming or not um, required certain assurances that we'd be able to deliver on the ground. And uh, you know, as, as the days uh, passed, and we were working really closely with the Christchurch Adventure team, who was incredible, by the way, um, it became clear that we couldn't get those assurances, um, and so. Sometimes these decisions, uh, in a sense, get made for you. So the, I mean, it, it's it's yeah, it's kind of out of your hands. This is the first time you've you've had it in Christchurch. Well, you were going to have it in Christchurch this event, and being a local, when I do a fair bit of running up in the Port Hills, I, I know exactly the sort of community there is there. There's a real lifeblood and um, vibrant group of uh, mountain bikers and uh, downhillers and and all sorts up there. People enthusiasts that get into it. So, I mean, was there just kind of going back to, to your decision to come to Christchurch? What, what kind of made that? go ahead and did you look at the Adventure Park as a real opportunity and somewhere that Crankworks can grow? Yeah, well, Crankworks is just such a cool place. Uh, the, the time that I've been able to spend there, I've just been blown away by the, the people, the uh, activities, the layout of the city, the vibe. Um, you, you know, that's part of it. And, and I guess the secret source to any Crankworks destination is you've got to have the trails. Having a good, strong uh, mountain bike community is really important as well. Uh, so, you know, there's a lot of things that go into the ingredients and um, I think we, we experienced ourselves over the past few months just how uh, how incredible that community is with uh, the local club, uh, the Christchurch Adventure Party, who'd really put a lot of blood, sweat and tears into, um, you know, preparing as best as possible. And uh, often in my position, I kind of feel like we are... Uh, harboring secrets for a, a, a large chunk of the year and then as we start to get into the event window we can start letting some of those those secrets out and we had some really exciting parts that we were really looking forward to and um you know it's it's, it's really heartbreaking for, for all involved i think uh, that we we weren't able to get this one over the line this time do you have plans to come back is there was there a certain contract that you had with the the you know christchurch nz or, or the adventure park um mm. how does it work yeah, the um, I mean, we'll, we'll be working through kind of the the, the aftermath, I think, of the decision uh, for the next little while. But um, you know, uh, I, there's definitely a sense in my mind of unfinished business, and mm. um, you know, to, to get so close and yet be so far. I think we we have a bit of a blueprint. All, all the parties know each other really well now, um, so we'll be you know getting into those conversations as quickly as we possibly can. Uh, because, as I say, unfinished business, we, we would absolutely love to be back in the future, and so that's um, that's what we'll be aiming for. That's what I'll be aiming for. Oh, I like that. I really do appreciate that. And for the, the Crankworks Summer Series, where do you guys go next as a whole? Uh, well, the next event is going to be the Crankworks Rotorua event, so that kicks off on the 16th to the uh, 24th of March. So we have a few weeks until that kicks off, and, uh, you know, f- from my perspective, um you know, I felt like we really owed it to the, the Christchurch community to give our, our very best uh, towards trying to get that event done in the circumstances, and we weren't able to get that over the line. Uh, but um, we also owe our very best to the uh, Rotorua community as well. So we'll turn our attention to that, um, uh, keeping one eye on each and um, and forge ahead to the best of our ability. But, um, yeah, it's a bit of sweet on, on, the, on the summer series front, but, um, but excited for Crankworks Rotorua as well.
Yep. It's the 10th anniversary, so it's 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 a it's a big deal. It's a massive hub up there. You guys have done such a good job for a very long period of time. I do remember when it kind of first turned up, and and it was such a buzz, and it still is. So I'm sure you guys will make it work there and, and be able to enjoy yourselves. But is it? I know what you mean, bittersweet. It's a bit of a shame, and um, yeah, just I echo your sentiment around the, those first responders and everyone that got up there and did their part to um you know manage to get it under control. Ricky, lovely to chat, mate. Really appreciate it, and hopefully we get to see you back here before too long. Hey, thank you for the call and thanks for the support. Twenty away from eight o'clock this morning. You're listening to the Enterprise Canterbury Sports Quarter. Happy to be with you on a Saturday morning. Uh, plenty of racing coming up uh, with Mick and myself after eight a.m. But we've got twenty more minutes to dissect Canterbury sport. So that means, well, let's talk Crusaders with Robert Van Royen. He is the top rugby journo in this part of the world. He is a fine rugby mind. You see his work in the press. Um, you'll see his work in the press this morning, no doubt. Reviewing last night's performance. Rob, morning to you, mate. How are you? Yeah, morning, mate. Not too bad, thanks. Good of you to take the call bright and early for us. Um, I was just sitting here. I was biking in this morning, and I was thinking, you know what? I'm, I'm actually hyper unfazed by last night's Crusaders result, and I, I can actually sell the dream that I'd be more concerned if I was the Chiefs. So that's where I'm at, which is a lot better a place to be at than uh, a year ago when we got absolutely towered up down here. And <laughs> that was quite a hollow feeling, and everyone was looking around at each other like, ooh, what, what's going on there? Where are you at with it? <laughs> Dear Dry, I mean, I, yeah, I wrote an uh, analysis piece late last night after the game, which actually is online, didn't get in the press before the deadlines, but... Um, oh, okay. It, and, yeah, we had Aaron, Aaron Goyle's match reporters, obviously, in there. It's a goodie. Um, yeah, I'm, look, and as I pointed out, they've got one more competition point uh, now than they did this time last year ago, and look, a, a four-point <laughs> defeat in Hamilton, compare that to a 31-team towelling in Christchurch to start last season. So, uh, you look at that, I think... You know, the Crusaders, will basically, they outscored the Chiefs four tries to three last night. And you look at those three tries in the first half. And look, mate, there was the one on the goal line where it was smart thinking by Bosch. Yeah, he dives on it. The second one, uh, is, look, it's a really poor kick by Chay Fihaki down Damien McKenzie's throat. You're asking for trouble. Rowe runs in a try. And in the third one, I mean, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's also been gifted. It's a it's a poor pass by Mitchell Drummond at Macca Springer's feet. And from the resulting scrum, Tony Nainaisaturi scores. So, just those all unforced errors in the first half. I mean, they were really poor in the first half, trailing 27, uh, 27 10. And, you know, they were just even Dominic Gardner dropping the ball cold. Scott Barrett, they just couldn't get anything going. It was clunky and it was really, um, it was ugly. But then you heard Matt Todd at half time say, sort out our kicking game and start stringing some phases together. And, and they, they did it straight after half time. Um, you know, I think. They won't be, they won't be too concerned because um, it's a tough, that's a tough first game to play, right? They didn't get the force in Perth like the Canes, or they're not getting Moana Pacifica. Um, so, look, Chiefs up there, it's, it's yeah, plenty to like in it, um, and a lot of the stuff that was wrong, it, it, it's pretty easy fixes. Look, I think that's a, a perfect summation, to be honest, because 
and for the whole preseason, we've known this. Like, the Chiefs are going to be the barometer. And the Chiefs had every right to come out way harder than we did last night. I mean, they, they are the ones chasing the Crusaders. They have got the chip on their shoulder about last year's season and the grand final and the rematch. They've got stability. I mean, we've hammered this point home. They're the only real coaching setup that has been unfazed, and their head coach hasn't even entertained. You know, he's never been rumoured to anything to do with the next level, which must make it so much easier to be able to create buy-in. So, meanwhile, there's flux down here, and... And I'm going to go way too early here. Like this is this is setting records for going too early with takes on on comp sports competitions because we've literally only had one game. But I struggle to see a team getting close to the Chiefs this year, other than the Crusaders. And I I just kind of have worked that out myself. I know the Blues have got a lot going for them, but I just until I see it, I'm going to need to see it. But the fact that we've managed to get that close to the Chiefs, I just like I, I'm so positive about it. I kind of don't even really care about the, the result. Obviously, the points would have been nice, but I just think it, it creates... It, it actually answers a lot of questions about where the squad is at and kind of the Rob Penny effect and the whole factor there. So I think they'll probably mm-hmm. come away from it pretty pleased, won't they? Yeah, I think I think they will. And two of the names that were mentioned during the weekend for the season to have, have big years, you know, was Jamie, Jamie Hannah. Um, was one of them who was told to keep an eye on it. He was brilliant off the bench. I mean, he's bulked up a lot. He's added more than 15 kilos. And he, he was he was really good. And Shay Feehark, they're really hoping he lives up to, um, I guess he's been touted for some big things. He's a very talented athlete, just hasn't really put it together. And he, he was good. I mean, take away his kicking game, but he wasn't the only one. I mean, the back three as a whole, the kicking game was poor in that first half. Much better in the second, um, I, I thought. Fihaki scored a really good try and you know the Crusaders scored four tries without really their actual as I said before they were very clunky on attack and it was but then they scored quite easily in the second half the minute they just put a few phases together um, all that said I mean they were certainly helped by uh, the Chiefs did lose their way a bit with Damien McKenzie off but look I, the, the pillars of what's always been Crusaders rugby were there a dominant scrum a good functioning line out. Sure, they're rolling more. We didn't see that get get humming last night. Um, but look, that's there. I mean, they've got these young guys that have been in the system and they've been sitting in behind a lot of uh, veteran players for years. That just has essentially picked a, um, picked up where they left off. And look, really, is they probably they'll feel they'll also be irked though. Look, they after all that they got ahead and with 12 minutes yeah. left they led. And they, they yeah. didn't close the game out. And that's always been one of the things Crusaders have prided themselves in. Last year, there were issues with that, to be fair. They uh, they didn't close some games out. And look, when you're up, you get ahead with 12 minutes left. And, and look, this is Dallas McLeod. He, they've got the ball in Chiefs territory. He puts a kick in. He knocks the ball on. 50-22 from Nanaisaturdo. Bang. Chiefs get a penalty. And they're up. And, and then Dallas McLeod, when they're chasing again, sorry, McLeod, uh, they've got a scrum on pretty much on halfway and a chance to go down and, and and take the lead again at the death and he knocks the ball on cold and bang from that scrum another penalty to the Chiefs and they go ahead and win by four points. So look, they didn't close it out and, and that'll irk them, but they'll like they'll they'll like a lot about it. And the good thing is David Harvey's coming back and he's gonna make it he'll make a big difference. Well that's the kind of boost they need. Um and I think, you know, you look at Rivers Rayhana's performance, pretty it's, it's a little bit hard to assess him still because they had thirty percent possession in the first half and it was essentially all 
on the back foot. He didn't, and it was, they did look clunky. But then you know he played a nice hand in that with that fifty twenty two. He had a Scott Barrett's try, and you know I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd still think we'll still see Taha Kamada probably. I wouldn't be surprised if they maybe go straight to him. I mean, to take an knock, didn't he, Rehana? Um, and so, yeah, Kamada maybe against the Tars. Um, you throw David Havili outside, and it's looking good. Um, I'm just, I do wonder how long you know, George Bell played full game, didn't he? And you know, with these other injuries at hooker, is Cody Taylor sitting at home thinking, "Should I have to come back earlier here?" Well, yeah, I don't know if you know something and you've just floated that out there. Like, um, but I, I wouldn't, you know, it'd be crazier things have happened. Uh, on the injury front, um, Tomasi Williams looks like he's done a hammy, or yeah, maybe it didn't look good. The big fella, and that that sucks. I don't know what's wrong with Damian McKenzie. Um, there was a little bit of a ward. Quintapaya took an absolute shocker, didn't he, to the, the head to the hip? I mean that. That guy can't catch a break. Do they? Hey, Rob. If you, this is just out of my curiosity. Do they usually send match report? Uh, sorry, uh, injury updates, at, or do we get press conferences post Super Rugby these days? You're on the beat. Yeah, more, yeah, more they than... do. Yeah, they do. I haven't. I have. Look, I got up and I haven't quite got onto Aaron Goyle's. Um, I believe he was meant to, and I'm sure there'll be something I'll have a look after. He's meant to file a. We normally file a reaction for the following morning from from the press release. Unfortunately, uh, sorry, not the press release from the press conference post match. Um, yeah, you, you can get injury updates. I know that there could be hidden missed, especially with when guys have had. Um, I know in the past speaking to Razor Fast games, and I cover the matches here in Christchurch. You know, he, he doesn't often. By the time he speaks to media, he doesn't often have the full report, but he can normally give you an indication of what it is. So they'll, they'll at least, not, I'm sure they'll at least have said, look, it was a hip or, you know, I'm talking about McKenzie here. Um, yeah. Detail there, but, and, and they're with Tamaiti as well, uh, with Rob Penny. I'm meant to be getting sent some audio, actually, from from Rob Penny's um, post-match presser um, this morning sometime, so I'll, I'll have a listen back. It did look hamstring for Tamaiti, didn't it? What a shame, what a 40-odd metre dash. Oh. And, and, it, and it robbed it robbed us of seeing if him backing himself to see if he could trample McKenzie, didn't it? If, if he could have gone <laughs> That's all the way. it. <laughs> I don't like we... Dame can't he can't claim a, tr- a try saver there because he he done it. He he actually went down on his own volition because he he pinged something. I oh, felt terrible. That's right. Felt terrible yeah. for like. That's a shame, and that's a shame. It's just another injury. Uh, and look, they're lucky that they'll get because Fletcher you almost the. Uh, Again, they're pretty lucky they've got so much depth at prop, um, but it can quickly go away if the injuries start racking up like last year. But but Newell, who was out with uh, in concussion protocol this week, he got that knock in Methven the previous Friday. He'll be back. But yeah, Tamaiti's. I mean, he was on crutches after the game. Look, there's no. I mean, hamstrings can range, can't they? I mean, you saw. It depends on the severity. Brody McAllister tore his off the bone in that semi final last year, and he only just came back in Methven last week, only to get to hurt his knee. So. Um, they can be six, they can be eight. Um, big fella like Tamaiti, they'll be careful with them, especially when they've got that much uh, de- um, yeah, de- depth at props. So, yeah, it's, it's a shame for Tamaiti. But, gee, how good was Owen Frank coming back? Oh, it was, that was poetry. I was, it, you know, was, he's just a, I mean, of anyone that could do it again, like he's just looked after his body so well. And actually, um, I, we saw probably more Ryan Crotty than I would have expected as well. So it's quite, it's quite funny. There's a real, there's an, and you must have seen this being down there this season already. Like there's a real blend of this team, isn't there? There's a, a bunch of new faces. There's a bunch of really old faces. And there's those guys that have been there for the, 
the majority of the Razor campaigns. So um, it's a really interesting, really interesting mix. What, what have you noticed? What's the difference? What, what, what's one of, give us a nugget before we let you go. What's a major difference between Robin and Razor and how they kind of operate around these media sessions and just from what you've observed having a look at Rugby Park? Well, there's, there's a lot less, uh, probably, it's, well, first of all, I'm probably having to clean up quotes a little bit less. He, as good as Razor was, he'd come up with some gold. Could be a little bit, Penny speaks a bit more fluently and probably slower. Um, but in terms of the operations, like, it, it's, it's you, you watch them at training and it's, it's, it's all so similar, right? Like, I mean, Razor would always stand back and the head coach often does just stand Oversees everything. I mean, it's 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 the other um, coaches that are actually running. You know, always Scott Hanson was doing so much of the actual on-field coaching. All the specialists are doing that. So, like, when you watch them at training, you just and Dan Perrin and that. So you, you know, they're all. They're, of course, they're going to say, but they're all stressing that. Look, there's nothing is really all the crusaders. Uh, the whole ethos. It's all still there. It's all so similar. So, um, yeah. But the, in the return of the of the other players. I mean, Crotty, as you say, and Franks, and it was, I think Perrin this week said that Franks, I think it was Perrin who said it, he, that uh, if anything, he's, he's moving better uh, than he was in 2019. He's almost a bit quicker across the paddock. So, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> believe it or not. But, yeah, he was he was good. And you, Crotty, it's, uh, he's, he's a, just a valuable guy to have back, isn't he? But, you know, when Havili comes back and it's meant we were initially told that he'd be it was just an extended break. I saw I've seen reports some people saying he was injured, but no, he's on an extended break, just coming back into the the mix late. So uh just like Melwanga a few years ago took a bit of an extra uh off yeah. season. Uh, not that Havili was used much in the World Cup, but uh they sort of just say, Well look, he's been in a rugby program. He was you know, still constant rugby around the clock, so he just had a took an extra break so yeah so we probably won't see Crotty as much they also that Yoni Rova they want to give a bit of a crack as a midfielder at some stage too so yeah but you're right the mix is there is a real mix of the young and then the, the veterans that shot on the bench last night was was quite good with Franks and Crotty sitting there Oh, it's it's a, it's a real melting pot, isn't it? Uh, it's, it was cool. It was a it was a buoying effort, I thought last night. You're right, though. They did cough it up, to be fair. But um, they'll go go across to Melbourne now, and hopefully Rob can um, extract some revenge on uh, the Tars, and and then we'll be back here, and and the season can start again. And and um, look, I, I'm I'm feeling confident. I'm feeling better than I probably was actually expecting. I'd feel this morning. I didn't really love our chances yesterday, Rob. Anyway, but mate, you've been very good with your time this morning. Really appreciate it. You crack on with your Saturday. It's a beautiful day down here in Christchurch, isn't it? Yeah. Cheers, mate. Go well. We'll catch you next time. There you go, Rob Van Royen of the press and stuff. Let's just. Uh, do we have time? Do we have time? Do we, we have time? We can be very quick with Graham. We got one minute, Graham. Graham from Christchurch. Graham, I'm sorry, but we'll just uh, pretend to Rob. What was your assessment of last night's hit out? Oh, good interview, by the way. Uh, No, I agree with just about everything Rob said and what you've said. But the fact, I think the Blues, I I don't think the Chiefs are the best. I I think that the the Blues Crusaders will be... Yeah, I think the Crusaders can take more positive than negative out of it. I think that, um, yeah, we coughed it up a bit. But as Robert said, there was issues with that last year. And um, Scott Barrett, you know, outstanding play. And they just led from the front and true Crusader 
uh, <laughs> style, yeah, and the and the young backs, um, you know, Chase Fihaki, he made a couple of big mistakes, but he really redeemed himself for that try. And um, yeah, there's a lot. They nearly they could have won it, and I think a lot of people. I thought they could win it. I knew it was going to be fifty-fifty, and it, they just got the they got the they got they got it over as on the day. But no, I think it's more yeah. positive than negative, Louis. Yeah, no, Graham, that is very astute. You're, that is a astute point you make there, mate. I, I would totally be in that boat, and I'm sure plenty of us would this morning. As far as the black caps go, Jacob, you were there in one yep. word or less. Um, oh, that was your word, yeah. Appalling. I'll say. Appalling. Although, you know, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to hear. Tough on Lockie Ferguson. <laughs> he goes but, four for 12, and he gets called appalling. Lockie Ferguson highlights. All right. Hey, that's the Canterbury Sports Corner. Thanks to Enterprise Recruitment. Uh, good work, boys. Here's a bar